Kim Newsom, and you're tuned in to this week's episode of Kimology. It is 2019. Happy New Year, child. We made it. Oh my goodness. 2018, honestly, was it was a good year. It wasn't like terrible. There were some ups and there were some downs, but overall, I believe that it was a year for me to prove myself to myself. Um, it was a year for me to really get out of my own way and just step out on faith. Um, a lot of you may or may not know I had a podcast with a good friend of mine. His name is Zach Hinton. Hey, Zach. And um, it was called Sicker Than Your Average Podcast. And I wanted to kind of venture off and do my own thing. And so I started the Chemology Podcast almost a year ago. Yeah, it's almost been a year. And I was really scared because... I just, I didn't know if y'all were going to listen to me. Like, I I think that anything that you put out there, whether it's a video, whether it's an album, any kind of content, you really hope that people gravitate to it and they don't think it's whack. And so I received so much love and so much support from all of you guys thank you so much for listening i appreciate you guys coming up to me when i'm out and about and you're like hey what up kim hey what's up kimology i see you you know i like that uh episode where you did the the 90s albums and da 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 and it means so much and it gives me confirmation. So thank you so much for all of my supporters. Um, not only have I been working on the podcast last year, but I um, started venturing off and doing other things because I believe that God has blessed me not only just to sing, but to use my voice with this podcast and in other areas. Um, I started hosting at events. Uh, the first event that I hosted was uh, last summer um, it was a brunch for Quez Presents, and it was awesome. I really had a great time. Um, the second event that I was hosting at, um, what was it? Oh, it was Game Time. Um, Game Time is kind of like American Idol here in Kansas City. Um, it was put on by Sasha O'Shea. Shout out to Sasha. Um, she had me co-hosting with her, and 38 The Spot actually recorded it live. So your girl's going to be on TV what's up what's happening catch me um <laughs> and then the um the last event that i hosted was a good friend of mine his name is lj williams he dropped an ep called melody it was so dope um i what did i do oh i hosted the red carpet so it was recorded live on facebook and i was um interviewing people i mean I had such a great time at all three of these events, and I'm completely humbled and grateful for people just even asking me to do stuff like that. It means a lot. So if you need me to host at your event, book me, contact me, hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, DM me. You got you got so many ways you can get in touch with me. But anywho, yes, um, I've been doing so much. Christmas. Okay, so Christmas was, it, I, you know... I hate shopping, so um, yeah, Christmas was really interesting. Um, I got my brother two gifts. I got my stepmom two gifts. I got my dad two gifts. Now, listen, my daddy asked me for a Fitbit, okay? I didn't even know what that was. I work out, but I don't have all the, like, the technical, like, gadgets and all that. All I got is my iPhone them white uh, earbuds they give you and that's it. Nothing elaborate, whatever. Not the earbuds or anything else. 
just basic because I, I don't even want to be in the gym that long anyway so anywho he wanted the fitbit so i said all right let me see how much this thing costs fitbit the minimum is like 145 are you kidding me child went to best buy i'm trying to negotiate the price down because i'm like that's that's too much and i'm thinking to myself my parents have money and they don't need my money and i i don't want to spend that much money on my dad i know that sounds really bad but i did not want to spend that much and i whatever i buy somebody i want them to use it you know that's why i feel like draws you know some socks you know that kind of stuff you can use for a long time and so i ended up buying him the fitbit went to his house they took forever to start opening the gifts i think my stepmom was talking to her brother long distance my dad was playing dominoes with my brother i'm sitting there i purposely got there at noon y'all so that we could just start the show we can get cracking on the gifts and you know whatever no i'm sitting there propped up on the couch like oh my god watching the christmas story i'm just ready to open my dadgum gifts and so finally we start opening the gifts um my daddy he got a polo shirt for me and then he opened up another gift from my stepmom and it was a fitbit she got him a fitbit my mouth dropped like as soon as he opened it, he's like oh my god i got a fitbit this is what i've been wanting for a long time all right look at this and i'm just like i am supposed to be daughter of the year this fitbit cost me half of a car payment okay i i was gonna eat ramen noodles for the next few weeks until the next pay period my stepmom i love her and she didn't know she didn't know so i was like this man okay so he opens up my other gift of course it's the fitbit and my dad's like oh whoa look it's two fitbits you know how dads are they try to just you know make everything okay and i'm like no ed i'm 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 gonna take this back i'm gonna i have the gift receipt on deck it's in my car if you just hand me the box i'll take it back and i was so mad because i really wanted to give my dad this fitbit i really thought i was going to be daughter of the year you know spending all this money on him and he was like no it's you know kim you can take it back and your dad gum skippy i'm gonna take it back ed because it costs too dad gum freaking much so yes it I, I got my money back and but i was so mad and that's why i hate christmas sometimes especially when you have parents that got money like y'all don't need nothing what do y'all need y'all don't need anything all y'all need is some socks that's it anyway but yeah christmas other than that <laughs> was so much fun um my parents got me a crock pot you can tell you getting old when you get excited about some freaking pots okay i got a crock pot it's a versatility cooker and i'm really excited um i know some of y'all are listening to me right now I'm like oh kim you don't even cook shut up you're in my business worry about your edges and your hairline and life will be fine no i really am stoked about having this crock pot like i can't wait to just put stuff in there and just have this pizzazz of a meal i'm excited if you have any recipes please inbox me let me know because i honestly don't have any crock pot recipes uh, recipes um this was a boo list christmas 
Um, which is it's not bad to not have. I don't know. When I think about Christmas, I think about the Let It Snow video with Boys to Men. It's another Christmas holiday. Like, I want to be outside in the snow with my man, and he puts his blanket on me, and we're drinking hot cocoa, maybe some spiked nutmeg. Not nutmeg. What is that called? Eggnog. <laughs> some spiked eggnog by the fireplace. You know, he got me this bomb gift. I got him the bomb gift. So I really, I really have a, well, yeah. It's kind of complicated. Anyway, um, but yeah, there was no extravagant boyfriend type of, oh, I got you a gift, bae. Like, it wasn't that. So, but nonetheless, I had a great time with my family and my friends. Uh, my cousins came into town, Jody and Angela. We went to Dempsey. Shout out to uh, DJ Q. He was spending that night. Um, it was a weekday. This was what? I think was it the 26th, 27th? And it was a great time. I saw Kay Stylus. Yeah, he's a whole snack. I am not even gonna lie. He's really cute. But um, <laughs> no, I really, really, really had a great time. Um, but yeah, that's about it for the small talk, you guys. Thank you so much, like I said, for rocking with me this long. I'm gonna take a quick break and I'll be right back. Today's episode was brought to you today by Zen Skin Company. Ladies, if you want flawless glowing skin, make sure that you head over to www.zenskinco.com. That's spelled www.zenskinco.com to get your Zen Skin Glow Oil today. Zen Skin develops the inner glow that everybody deserves using affirmations, self-care, and healing properties of vegan products. You will develop your inner glow. Also, make sure that you follow them on Instagram at Zen Skin Co. Let's support our Black-owned businesses, especially by powerful Black women. Shout-outs to Mia. And now, let's get back to the show. y'all i am back and now it is time for my favorite segment of the chemology podcast it's called bills and breast bills and breast is a phrase that i came up with basically saying you know what i ain't got time i'm grown i have bills and breast you know so i just i ain't got time for shenanigans and bills and breast is also a time where i kind of rant but it's not a pointless rant it's not like i'm just going off on a tangent and whatnot but it's talking about something that we all can relate to hopefully it's something that creates um discussion and creates just a change of heart a change in ways that we do things and so for this week's bills and breast topic i'm talking about f boys now this is not me trying to go in on men i'm not trying to bash any of y'all it's only for the f boys so if you're not an f boy don't trip so um yeah an f boy i can't say the f-u-c-k because i'm trying to keep it pg you know what i mean one of these days i'm gonna let it loose but not right now so an f boy we know him to be someone who is just trifling 
you know, like he comes off like, oh, okay, he's okay. He's he's got it together. He seems like he's, you know, has a good head on his shoulders, whatnot, whatever. But it ends up being a total nightmare. But I was having a really good discussion with one of my good friends, and he was saying that an F-boy is technically not just someone who is just outright just trifling, you know, but it's someone who doesn't know what they want. Like, they, they step into a situation, and they don't know what they're they're wanting from the woman. Case in point, I have dealt with that several times, and I know a lot of you women, even men, you know, you guys have dealt with it with women as well, um, but I have dealt with it a lot, especially in my 20s. Um, one scenario that I can think about was a time that I dated um, a longtime friend of mine. I have known him since I was a kid. And he stepped to me and was like, you know, hey, Kim, I think you're dope. You know, I feel like, you know, there's an interest there between the both of us. I think we should really like act on it. I don't know your dating situation, but just let me know. And I had just got out of, you know, talking to someone. And so I didn't want to go from person to person um, because I tend to do that. <laughs> but I was like, hmm. He was a really nice guy. He wasn't a guy that was out there in the forefront. Most guys that I date, they're athletes. They're, um, I wouldn't say they're musicians, but they're just well-known people. And they're really cute and whatnot. <laughs> and so um, this guy, he was well-known, but just for his character. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, this guy, he's, yeah, he's cool. You know, didn't hear nothing bad about him. No bad reputation or anything of, you know, that of the sort. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to hang out with him. And so we started hanging out and it was cool. And he cooked dinner and we listened to music and we were just vibing. And, you know, like I said, we've known each other for a long time. So it was just good vibes. And he was a gentleman. He was like, you know, let me know when you get home and, you know, all this. And, you know, hey, let's go to brunch and let's hang out. I'm like, all right, cool. Like it was just really flowing. It was very natural. And I was attracted to him, but because I always looked at him as a little brother, like we were a year apart. So I looked at him as like a little brother, you know, like, oh, hey, okay, get some cheeses or something, you know. <laughs> um, it was kind of difficult for me to just be affectionate. Um, not Like I said, not because he wasn't attractive, but because I was like, oh, my God, this is like little so-and-so, you know, I can't know. But he grew on me and... I became very attracted to him and, you know, you start letting your guard down, you start becoming a little bit more available, you know, you start becoming intimate with one another. And this lasted for about, I want to say two months, two and a half months. And then all of a sudden, he was like, I don't want to ruin our friendship. And this came out of nowhere. And honestly, I knew something was up between him and myself because I would text him and he would take a little bit longer to text back. I didn't see him as much one week. Um, and, and that's not to say that, oh my God, I can't go a week without seeing him. But we as women, we as people, period. I don't want to say it's just a women, a woman thing, but you notice the change in patterns. If you're not texting me as much as you did a month ago, I'm like, okay, what's going on? Who is she? 
real talk like it, it it has to be something else it has to be someone else um that you're giving your attention and your time to so what what's the deal that women's intuition is no joke because my women's intuition was on 10 like and it would not let me be and i would ask them like hey are we good are you cool yeah we good we cool are you sure I ain't heard from you. No, I've just been busy, you know, da-da-da. And I'm like, all right, cool, all right. But I just would, it just did not give me any kind of peace. Like, he did not give me any kind of solace about the situation. So when he came over one time, he was just like, out of nowhere, I just really don't want to ruin our friendship. When I tell you I was pissed, because this man had previously said now we had conversations about like a five-year plan where do you see yourself in five years you know well, I want to get married and I want to have a kid he has no kids um and so we we talked about it and so for him to say that to me I, I felt used because I'm like dude you knew that I just got out of a terrible situation with this other guy who basically almost did the same thing you know who wasn't honest about his intentions um it, it I mean, it, it really had me speechless because I felt like it was a waste of time. We could have just stayed platonic friends. We could have just been cool. You know what I mean? Like a sister brother, not maybe not even a sister brother type thing, but just like, okay, you cute. You think I'm cute. All right. But that's as far as it goes. No touching, no nothing, you know, maybe a, a flirty comment here and there, but that's it. You know what I'm saying? And so the fact that he opened me up and made me feel like, okay, this could possibly go somewhere. I was pissed. And I say all that to say that our generation is doing that so much. And I believe that in 2019, if men don't start being honest about their intentions, women are going to start throwing hands. We are going to start kicking some ASS, I swear to God, because stop wasting our time. If you don't know what you want, bro, say that. Tell us, listen, I don't know what I want, honestly. I don't know if I want a relationship. I don't know because I get it. All of us have been in that one relationship that took us under, that made us feel like, you know what? I don't know if I can be vulnerable ever again with somebody else. I want to because we know that every time you step out there in the dating scene, you're taking a risk. You know what I'm saying? And so it's it's difficult to date sometimes because you based off of what you've been through it's like man I don't want to go through that I don't want to feel vulnerable I don't want to be left in the dust I don't want to feel you know abandoned and rejected and unloved and I'm I'm putting in all this work I'm investing and so on and so forth this person is you know all of a sudden they switching it up on me I believe that in 2019 we have got to be very intentional about what we do fellas if you want a wife if you want all of that Tell that woman, hey, I want to ultimately get married. It may not be with you, but I want that for my, you know, for my future. What do you think? What are your thoughts? And not only that, what are your triggers? What are your traumas? What are the things? What are your vices? We, it's, it's time to put everything out on the table. The older I get, the more that I realize that you are bringing two people together who have um, lived on two different paths right who have gone through different traumas different experiences that have shaped them to be who they are right now who has shaped that has shaped their perception on life on relationships and so on and so forth so it is important that you lay everything out on the table 
Let that person know, hey, I got anxiety. Hey, I'm kind of insecure. Hey, this, that, and the other. Unpack. And that's not for the other person to carry but i believe that there is healing in conversations i believe that there is healing when it comes to two people coming together listen i can't carry this i'm not jesus you're supposed to cast your burdens on him but let me talk talk you through this let me be there for you let me show you that hey okay you've been through some bs but listen i'm not gonna do that and mean that stuff genuinely mean it genuinely and all, on the flip side, if you just want to have sex with that person, say that. Hey, you cold-blooded. You a cold piece. I just want to hit. Are you down? And a lot of guys are like, man, I can't say that to a woman. You'd be surprised. A grown woman, if you come to her respectfully, <clears throat> excuse me, like, hey, you know what? Kim, you bad. You know what I mean? I think you're a dope human being. Honestly, I don't want a relationship. I just want to be intimate with you. What's up? You'll be surprised at what you will, what kind of response you get. So I say all that to say that it's so important that we got to get rid of these F-boy tendencies and make sure that we're not wasting people's time. I swear to God, I just, I'm not with the wasting of time. And it's just, when you get older, you're like, listen, I want stability. You, you start having a clearer vision for your life. And so when, when somebody comes along Mind you, when he came along, I was minding my own business. I was going to the gym. I was drinking water. Y'all know I hate water. My skin was glowing. I was going to church regularly like I always do. You know what I'm saying? Like I was eating right. I felt at peace and all of that. And then here comes this man seeing me in all my glory, seeing me minding my own black business. And he's basically saying, you know, let me come along and ruin your life. Now, he wasn't intentionally doing that. I don't think he was like, well, let me come in and just ruin her life. But we have to watch what we do. We have to watch our actions because it's so irritating to think that you have someone that really is down for you, that wants to get to know the core of who you are. And they don't. Man, listen, <laughs> I just want. I'm an advocate for healthy relationships. I'm an advocate for people getting married. I want our generation to get married, y'all. I want people, the generation behind us and the generation behind them to get married and to experience that. Everybody's not called to be married. That's fine. But for those of us who desire that, I really, really, really want, I, I really want to see that in 2019. And so the advice that I would give myself um, and to all the listeners out there, um, I would say to avoid those situations where you're dealing with an F boy or not even to avoid it, but to deal with it. I would say first, take time to yourself and really think about what it is that you desire from a partner. Really realize and think about those things that are important to you. Um, there is nothing wrong with having standards. And I feel like a lot of the times we have standards, but once we meet someone who maybe doesn't meet the standards, we lower them and we end up hurting ourselves because we're compromising something that we know we don't want to compromise. I want a man that can communicate. That's always been a, a major desire for me, a major need for me. Um, and I've ran into guys who are terrible at communication and I would just try to, you know, weather the storm and be like, okay, well, I guess that's not a big deal. Knowing that it's killing me that he is not communicating with me and uh, communicating with me effectively. So take that time 
to really think about what it is that you want from a partner. Create those standards and don't lower them. The second thing would be um, being yourself. Just be your authentic self from the jump. Don't try to mask yourself. Don't try to be something that that person wants you to be or you think they want you to be. Be you from the jump. Be honest and open about what you desire. All those things that I just said, you know, as far as taking time to yourself, you know, have that discussion with that person. Like, listen, this is what I desire. This is what it is. This is me. You know, if you don't like it, I mean, that's cool. We can part ways. There's nothing wrong with that. We don't have to beef. We ain't got to be at each other's throat. But this is what I desire. Can you meet those needs? Can you meet, you know, can you meet me halfway? No? Okay. That is perfectly fine. I would say the second piece of advice would be to state your intentions to each other. Um, be very open and be very honest about what y'all want. If you just want to have sex with each other, just say that. If you're wanting just masculine or feminine energy, um, you know, just somebody to just hang out with um, from time to time, say that. If you're wanting to ultimately have a relationship and then it morphs into a marriage, say that. There's nothing wrong with putting everything out on the table um, because it allows that person to see what your ultimate goal is, to see what you're wanting, to see your desires, and they can make the decision as to, oh, well, that's not what I want, and they can step away gracefully. All this withholding, all this pretending, like, oh, you know, yeah, I want a relationship, but you just want to have sex. Like, stop doing, <laughs> stop doing that. State your intentions. Be honest. It's, it's, it's so important to be honest in the, in the beginning because ultimately it's going to come out. Your true desire, your true intentions is going to eventually come out, sir, ma'am. It's going to come out. Um, and then the last thing I would just say is to take your time. You know, once you set your standards and you took that alone time and then you step into something new with someone and you're stating your intentions, you guys are on the same page. Take your time. Enjoy it. Don't have these high expectations. Just flow. And that's something that is very hard for me to do because I want to be in control because, you know, you've been through so many things and you've been hurt that you want to be in control. You want to avoid getting hurt. You want to, you know, make sure <laughs> that things are going a certain way so that you won't end up getting all the blows. But just you got to let it flow. You got to let it flow. You got to let it flow. So that's really all that I have for the bills and breasts topic. Um, we got to stop with these this f-boy tendencies and f-girls tendencies as well we gotta be more honest and open and real about what we want y'all stop with the lies stop with the deceit stop with the hoeing stop with the you know using each other and it's like come on this is 2019 i want to see people in healthy relationships i want to see people getting engaged i want to see people in those kinds of relationships or marriages um, that our great-grandparents had that were married for 50 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to see that for our generations and the generations to come. I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back. All 
right, guys. So the show is pretty much done and over with. But before I go, I feel like the Holy Spirit huh, is telling me <laughs> to just kind of give my two cents on a few things. Um, first things first, Jacquees. Um, first of all, whose little cousin is this? Because this little bastard made a comment saying that he was a king of R&B. Sir, you don't even have that many albums out. Okay, you can barely sing. And I don't like saying that people can't sing because I'm sure people think that I can't sing or whatever, whatnot. But you, oh my God, this fool said he was the king of R&B. And what makes it even worse is that um, when uh, Keith Sweat was doing that interview, this little boy uh, interrupted his interview talking about, yeah, I'm the king of R&B for ages 18 to 25. Like, have some respect. Now, Keith Sweat, he can't, you know, he's not a really good singer either. But nonetheless, he put out timeless music. He wrote for a lot of artists back in the day. So Keith, to me, is still legit. You know what I'm saying? But it's like he had no respect. And Keith Sweat, you could just tell he wanted to pop the hell out of him. Like, little boy, I will kick you from here to never never land like for real like jacquee sir i can't and i'm sure he did it for publicity but for people like me that grew up on boys to men um luther vandross i'll be sure guy new edition bobby brown johnny gill ralph ralph tresvan like i grew up listening to real r&b like to hear him say that is like it's just noise to me and it's sad that r&b music um i want to say i guess real r&b music it seems more and more obsolete it's not really in the mainstream like the way it was back in the day because i feel like the music that's out it all sounds the same and there's not any like lyrical content that like sticks to your bones and it just doesn't seem like it's going to be timeless like we're going to forget about these songs 10 years from now five two years from now it's gonna be like oh i remember that song but it's not gonna be a jam you know what i mean and so i just feel like jacques needs to sit down and then you know other artists like migos i enjoy migos but the fact that they were like we're the best r&b not r&b but um rap group of all time and this is like dude y'all y'all are cool but let's not forget about the locks Let's not forget about A Tribe Called Quest. Let's not forget about uh, Goody Mob. Like, there's so many rap groups that have Bone Thugs and Harmony. Like, bro, there's nothing wrong with having confidence in your artistry and, you know, just thinking highly of yourself. But it's like, pay homage. You know, have some respect. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I don't know. It's just kind of irritating to me because I love music. Um, I love real music. And I just hate when people come along and... You know, I'm the king of R&B. It's like, dude, sit show. Please sit down. Oh, and he remade Candy Rain by So For Real. I don't know why he thought that was a good idea. Um, He remade uh, Chris Brown's Yo. I don't know your name, but it's cute. Terrible. He sounded terrible at that. Leave Chris's songs alone. And it's just, I'm sure there's a plethora of other songs that he has ruined. And it's like, sir, just anyway. Jacquees needs to sit down and we need to leave him in 2018 because he's irritating. Um, the next thing I want to talk about, <laughs> talk about is B2K. Um, again, I grew up listening to B2K. I was like a freshman when they came out, you know, had a big crush on Lil Fizz because I was into light skinned dudes back in the day. 
And, um, you know, they, they put out some good music, some solid music. If you listen to it now, some of their songs like, Baby, turn around and let me see that sexy body go bum, bum, bum. Like, what does it mean when your body goes bum, bum, bum? What does that look like? Okay, still trying to figure that out. But nonetheless, their music was solid. I enjoyed them as a group. I thought they could perform. I went to their Scream tour and all of that with Bow Wow. And I can't remember who else was on the tour. I want to say 3LW or something. But anyway, yeah. So they're wanting to tour and they, you know, have ticket sales and the tickets are high as hell. And I don't know who they think is going to attend because I think I saw a ticket for like at least $200 and it wasn't even a good seat. Like y'all have got to be losing every piece of your minds because y'all been gone and we've been trying to get y'all to reunite for years but allegedly there was a thing with chris stokes and he was you know manipulating them and you know having sex with them and doing all kinds of mess that they still haven't really whatever but i know one thing i'm not gonna pay more than 50 dollars to go see b2k okay i'm not doing it and the thing was like i wanted to like do it old school i was gonna grab you know some of my friends who was gonna wear jersey dresses <laughs> and wear melissa's and activate our black planet pages like yeah girl we going to be 2k shout out to little fizz like i mean we was really gonna do it big but no 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 I probably won't be going and that's fine and I will live to see another day but it really sucks that they came back and their prices are high as hell like y'all are not Beyonce this ain't on the run you better sit down and then the last thing I want to talk about is the R. Kelly stuff that's been going on um my goodness so there's a docuseries we all know I'm sure you guys have all seen it by now um and it's just really overwhelming like there's so many like episodes I want to say there's what like six of them and it's so difficult to watch because again r kelly grew up listening to r kelly we sung i could believe i said i could believe i believe i can fly at like my fifth grade graduation like r kelly you know we two-step here in kansas city that uh step in my room hey Cause I got a little something for you, babe, in my room. Or like, have fun. But like, he has so many hits that I really, really, really enjoy. And so to just hear, I know growing up, I think I kind of heard about the whole Aaliyah thing. I was a little bit too young to really grasp what was going on. But um, it's so unfortunate, guys, because I enjoy him as an artist. But we have to remember that though these are talented artists, I mean, putting out timeless music, they are still human beings and they still make mistakes. They have skeletons in their closet like we do. So it was just really hard to like watch and hear the stories of these young women you know and and how they were treated how they were manipulated but even further I have to be honest it's like where were the parents like where were they at my parents were strict I had a curfew I had to tell them where I was going who I was gonna be with they were not my daddy was not playing any games and to see these parents being interviewed um and just not seeing the outrage like they showed the parents of 
the 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 girls who are still they still haven't seen their kids in like three years and they were just so calm like yeah you know r kelly man let my daddy first of all there would have there wouldn't have been an interview my daddy would have just started shooting like because my dad by any means necessary he has always protected me and i know if i was to ever hypothetically was to ever get into something like that when I was a kid oh my god it would be curtains are you kidding me so just to see these fathers sit back and they just seem so like too chill about the situation and the mothers are a little bit more high but even with them they seem real chill too like they just like let their kids be at his mercy and I'm like bro I would have blown up a building. I would have, like, I just, it was disturbing. And to know that the people in R. Kelly's camp allowed it as well. It's like, bro, y'all wanted a check so bad. Y'all wanted to be affiliated with R. Kelly so bad to the point where you're putting these young girls in a predicament that could affect them for the rest of their lives psychologically. He had a sexual, I think he has herpes, if I'm not mistaken. So he's giving diseases to these young girls. And oh my goodness, it's just too much. And then of course you log on Facebook and people got their own opinions. Like, well, how come they're not exposing these actors that are white and all this and whatever. I just believe that black men should be held to a higher standard than that of, of, of white men or any other races. Because who's going to protect us? We need to feel protected. Malcolm X made a quote saying that the black woman is the most unappreciated, the un, the unprotected, the most, basically we're just at the bottom of the totem pole because nobody gives a crap about us. But we're steadily putting ourselves out there and you know protecting everybody else, protecting our black men and all that. But who's protecting us? Who has our backs? Nobody. And so, Watching the whole docuseries was very exhausting. It was very sad. Um, again, it's it's difficult because I know R. Kelly as the artist. And to hear his business and to hear all that he did wrong. And the fact that he keeps denying the allegations. It's like, bro. And then he made that long freaking song talking about, I what is it called? I admit it. And it's like 19 minutes long. But he's not taking accountability. He's like, what is a pedophile? What is he's asking us questions like, fool, we need the answers while you asking us questions, R. Kelly. What the hell? Like, he's just not making any. And then, y'all, then um Andrea Kelly, his ex-wife, got on Facebook Live and was listening to her uh R. Kelly's music. Girl, you was just on there crying, talking about he's a monster and he's this and he treated you like that. But you are listening to his music, talking about, yeah, okay, but this is still my baby's daddy. It's like, girl, you are crazy. Like, how are we supposed to react? You was just on this docuseries crying and, and saying all these different things about him. And now you're defending him. Like, it's just, everything is just brainwashed. Everybody's brainwashed. It's just a crazy situation. It's unfortunate. The only thing I'll say about this, and I'm going to leave it alone, is that he definitely needs to suffer the consequences because these girls are affected for the rest of their lives. And these parents need their ASS kicked because it's like, where was y'all at? Why are y'all letting, you, you know, your kids run loose with R. Kelly when you know that he allegedly married Aaliyah? Like, come on. Like, does anybody have a brain? That deal with R. Kelly, just everybody was manipulated. Everybody. Okay. 
I don't know. Anyway, it's really unfortunate. Um, like I said, he just needs to suffer the consequences. It's, ooh, it's just, it's exhausting. Ooh, ooh, it's just too many women. It's just too much. And don't get me started on Sparkle. Like, why would you introduce your little cousin or your niece or whoever she was to her to R. Kelly? And you worked with him. And you saw kind of like a glimpse of who he was and how he dealt with young girls and his artists and all that kind of... Why would you put her in that kind of... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Everybody needs to go to jail. Everybody. The parents. Everybody. Everybody. Anyway, I digress. But anyway... Um, <laughs> I hope that you guys enjoy the show. Please, please make sure that you follow me on Instagram under Sincerely Kimbo, on Facebook under Kim Newsome, um, on SoundCloud and iTunes under Kimology. Thank you so much for the love and support. Make 2019 amazing. And as always, don't forget to speak your truth. All right, I'm out. <laughs>